This week's episode is sponsored by Custos. Custos is a podcast hosting platform that helps you grow your audience through public podcasts and offer exclusive content through private ones. The WP Mayor podcast is actually hosted on Custos and a whole process has been great from the very start. Check them out at custos.com. Hi, and welcome to the WP Mayor podcast. I'm Gabby Galea, and today on the show, we'll be interviewing Brendan Tully. Brendan is from WP Speedfix. What they do is do speed optimization for WordPress websites. So they basically help you solve slow site problems, fix core web vitals issues, which I know many of you are facing. But that's not all. They also help you score higher in Google PageSpeed Insights, troubleshoot slow backend issues, and also optimize WooCommerce checkout speed and much, much more. Today, I'll be joined by Jean Galea, who actually ran into a few technical issues towards the beginning of the podcast, so he'll only be around for the first few minutes. But without further ado, let's continue to this week's episode with Brendan from WP SpeedFix. Hi, Brendan. Welcome to the WP Mirror podcast. It's nice to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be here. Today, we were joined by Jean, who's the founder of WP Mayor and also runs his own blog at the moment. Hello, everyone. We're very interested in learning about um, what you do and the company you founded. It's WP SpeedFix. And you basically do WordPress speed optimization, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're interested in learning more about you and how you started the company. And then we can jump right in and discuss site speed. So, okay, so WP SpeedFix is our speed optimization service and it started as part of our, so we have an SEO search agency been running since 2008, I think, yeah. And uh, yeah, so WP SpeedFix just started as a, a service we that was just part of our regular SEO services. And so we started doing hosting as part of our SEO work in, in 2010, 2011, because we were building websites. We had this idea that if we don't, so the, the customers were making us responsible for the hosting, even though they weren't paying us for it. So we started selling them hosting directly. And then we just started doing, well, speed became important as, as part of doing SEO and hosting in general. And more and more people just started asking us about site speed just as a standalone service. So we split it out as its own brand WP speed fix in 2016 ish some maybe 2015 but sometime around the start of 2016 and since then it's steadily grown like there's a lot of I guess as SEO has become more mainstream and more important to a lot of you know just regular businesses not just online businesses um, it just grew slowly bit by bit and now Core Web Vitals is all the rage so now I think we have eight people who just do solely WP SpeedFix WordPress speed stuff. So, so yeah, it's taken on a, a life of its own. Something that was a contact form, a blog post and a contact form originally is now it's, it's, it's own business. So, yeah, so we've talked to maybe 10 to 30 people a day about SiteSpeed at the moment. So we built, we also built a speed test app at sitespeedbot.com, which is. Yeah, I've seen that. We built that because we weren't, we were doing all these different things, checking site speed in different ways and using a lot of different tools. And we we're using like five or six different tools. Like we would look up their DNS hosting and their web hosting on these other things. So we decided to build site speed bot and just build it all under one roof. So slowly we've been adding as we've come across problems or, or different plugins that have weird speed quirks or weird ways of being optimized. 
we've added the recommendations in there. So it'll, it'll detect, I think, 80 different themes and plugins um, and different scenarios, and it will provide the actual recommendations or the, the way we, we optimize those plugins or themes. So, so that's the free service on your website, right? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a totally separate website. So it's at sitespeedbot.com. Okay, okay. It's linked to from WP Speedfix, but yeah, it's. It, I think it tests from eight different locations. It's completely mm -hmm. free. It takes about sixty seconds, maybe ninety seconds if it's a bigger bigger page. But yeah, it's for most most people who come to us. We we use that. We tell them to go test their site there. You know, if someone just needs some speed, some basic speed help, or they want a DIY, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And then okay. there's other tools. There's GT Metrics, obviously, PageSpeed Insights, but our tool provides some different recommendations to those and more. Uh, it's mainly WordPress focused, but there are some Shopify recommendations in there as well. All right. So then if people want to just go ahead and then order your service, that would be the next step, I imagine. Yeah. People usually, they have specific things they want to when it comes to speed they want to solve like probably like the, the people fall into a few different categories so there's some people who just have a slow website and they just want it fast they're on cheap hosting or you know two dollar a month hosting that just isn't good enough or it's just not configured well and they just want to go from slow to fast or fast enough we have obviously we have a lot of core web vitals inquiries now that, that Google's pushing that hard. And then there's there's other people that might have specific problems. They might have a huge WooCommerce site or something like that where they're doing a, a couple of checkouts a minute or something and the checkout is slow and, and they need like really specific help with speeding up the checkout or, or something like that. It's super technical. So yeah, so I actually have a background before I was... I, I ran a SEO agency, I had an IT company and we had 25 staff and a couple of offices. So I have a background in IT, so I kind of understand a lot of the, the underlying technical and hosting in a way that a lot of, you know, just typical WordPress devs don't. So so some of those biggest sites that need, you know, custom hosting config or, or something specific, then, you know, I have, I have a lot of experience and familiar with that. So Right. You're not tied down to smaller websites or larger ones. You... Do you yeah, so we do. Yeah, we do both. So we do, you know, little websites, little small local businesses, and right up to big enterprise kind of WooCommerce setups, which is kind of weird. WooCommerce and enterprise, or enterprise and WordPress, seem like two things that don't really belong in the same sentence. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So you mentioned Core Web Vitals. Um, both both the websites we run are sort of feeling the the effects of that now. So yeah. So we're interested in learning more. <laughs> sure. So, okay. So do you want to talk about speed? We talk about, let's talk about site speed and SEO. Do you want to start there? Yeah, that would be a good yeah, place I to just, start, I think. Could I just uh, interject here from my end, jumping onto what we were saying? I think it's not only us, but a lot of the people I spoke to have this, these websites that are failing the core web writers. And uh, perhaps there's also a doubt about whether it actually matters and if performance can be measured like manually or visually, whether the page actually loads fast or whether these tests are reliable. You know, sometimes there's some test that fails, but actually it's because it's the way it's measured, but the, the website loads fast anyway. So I'd love to talk about the practical implications of website speed versus the tests as well. Yep. Those are, those are good questions. Sorry. But anyway, you can give us a bit of a mini masterclass about that. <laughs> yeah. So 
Speed, speed, and SEO, speed and, and SEO are definitely linked. Not really in a way. So everyone's talking about Core Web Vitals now, and and we get a lot of inquiries that are you know I'm failing this Core Web Vitals test. They have all these errors in Search Console or warnings in Google Search Console. But even so, Core Web Vitals stuff aside, there's two other more important elements of site speed that affect SEO way more than Core Web Vitals. So the first one is uptime and reliability. So if the site is down, so downtime is basically zero speed. So a lot of people just completely miss, miss the fact that if the site's unreliable, it doesn't matter how fast it goes because half the people are going to get error messages or outages or whatever. So we always start with the reliability and those $2 a month hosts are unreliable. So the reason being is they stack 10,000 other websites on the same server and they're getting small little downtime windows all the time. So we always recommend that Anyone who's interested in site speed or basically anyone who's running, you know, a commercial website that's monetized and making money that they have uptime monitoring. So I'd say if you're interested in speed, start there. So start with the quality, quality of the hosting. So uptime monitoring is a good way to measure the the hosting quality because you'll see you'll see if there's there's small downtime windows and that's a good indication that something's wrong or it's it doesn't have enough capacity or the quality just isn't good enough so i'd start there and that won't show up on a speed test at all it may show up somewhat in core web vitals now but you know if if it's having small outage windows all the time you're probably not necessarily going to see it if if you're just you know most people don't visit their website that often so i'd start there uh, we we recommend Uptime Robot. They have a free plan that, that checks on five-minute intervals. They have a paid plan that checks on one-minute intervals. You probably want to be on the paid plan because five minutes is, is quite a big window. But there's, there's lots of tools out there. But something that's checking the uptime every minute or two is probably a good place to start. So, And that'll pick up other things like... Uh, like if you're an agency, for example, if a client doesn't re- renew a domain, the uptime monitoring will probably pick that up before the client calls and says the, the website's offline or whatever. So all our clients, we have a couple of hundred clients in the uptime monitoring tool in our uptime robot, just because those are the, the SEO clients we manage. So, and most often the downtime is either they've broken something themselves or the domain's expired. So, so yeah, so that, that would be the starting point. The second one would be big pages. So if you have a website, what we've seen again and again is if you have a website that has a lot of large pages and large, we'd say pages that are three to five megabytes or bigger, that's definitely going to be an SEO issue. We've seen several times clients with ranking issues where we've run a site-wide speed test using, we use Screaming Frog SEO Spider that can run a site-wide page speed insights test. And anywhere where, say, 10 or 20% of the site has large pages. So if the site has, you know, 100 pages in total, where they've, you know, 20 of those pages, 30 of those pages are very big, the site will usually have some sort of ranking problem. And it, you know, by all the standard SEO metrics and looking at competitors, it should be ranking on the first page, but it just can't get past, you know, position 15 or position 20. See, we've we've seen several times where that is just a, a page size issue, and fixing that um, makes the problem go away. That that you know we fix it, and then one to two weeks later, the site starts ranking. So there's definitely a relationship there between the size of pages on the site and SEO, and part of that's just raw speed as well. Like no matter how, if you have the fastest hosting in the world, 
you've got like a super fast theme and whatever else. If the page is just too big, there's too much stuff to download, it's always going to be slow. Even on a fast internet connection, it's just a lot of stuff to move around. So that'd be the next place to start is don't look at Core Web Vitals, look at the size of all pages on the site. Just as a broad guide, if you want to score high on Google mobile page speed test or Google Lighthouse mobile, the pages need to be about half a megabyte. So to score 80 to 100 on the mobile test, you need to see those pages at half a megabyte, which is really small. So a single, just you know, to, for some context, a single YouTube video embed is about 0.7 of a megabyte. So half a megabyte is really, really small. So we, we say that, you know, ideally aim, you know, in, in marketing land and SEO land, there's, there's a lot of other factors, like speed is only one thing. So if you can get most of the pages at one megabyte or one and a half megabytes, you're doing pretty well on a you know reasonable size website. So so that, that would be the second one. So look at page sizes site-wide, use Screaming Frog SEO Spider. There's, if you Google it, you'll find on their website the instructions on how to get a PageSpeed Insights or Lighthouse API key and how to run that test. And often there'll be a handful of pages that might be really big, like 10 megabytes, 20 megabytes, and it'll be there's a GIF, animated GIF at the top of the page or something, something stupid like that. So often you'll have to manually go and fiddle with those pages or fix them or whatever needs to be done. And that's that's generally an easy one. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask. So I imagine the process is not just you working on it on your own without the the client's input. I imagine there would be a bit of a to and fro. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like a, a, the speed optimization process, about 70, 80% of it is all the same. Like it's, you need a content delivery network, you need a caching plugin, all this sort of stuff. And then probably the last 20% is, you know, a discussion back and forth. It's like you have this script, it is slow. What do you want to do about it? We can turn these things off or optimize it in this way. Do you want to do that? Like affiliate sites, for example, typically, you know, if they have an ad network or any sort of AdSense uh, advertising on there, that's going to be a speed issue. So there's ways we can optimize that, but then that needs a discussion because there's some risk around it. If we fiddle with ad ad code, then it might break the ads. Uh, it might reduce the the performance of the ads or whatever. So there's definitely some discussion, and yeah, there's probably twenty or thirty percent that's that's custom based on whatever the however the site's built or whatever code it's using or, or whatever, and and also the audience. Like some sites would benefit from like paid Cloudflare plans, for example. So then we need a discussion about you know paying for things or, or getting bigger hosting or moving hosting or whatever. I've got a website, right? I've got my blog. It's not loading too well. I contacted you. You've checked my my hosting. We've probably moved to a new hosting if I'm on a lower paid plans. And then you're going to start looking at my website, basically focusing on the larger pages and then moving down into the nitty gritty. What about if I'm using a page builder, for instance? Do you find that these websites are affect the site speed a bit more? They do a bit. Okay, so like in terms of page builders, Elementor is probably the most popular one. And the page builder itself isn't that much of a problem. It's when there's a page builder and then there's two or three other add-on plugins. So there's like add-ons for Elementor, add-ons for this. And that's where you start to run into speed issues. So it's not not so much like if you're on a fast theme like Generate Press or WP Astra, the base theme is pretty fast. Certainly, the page builder is going to slow it down a bit, a little bit. So if you add Elementor on top of that, 
but you can still get that quite fast. It's if you have all these extra add-ons and, and also depending on how complex the layout of the page is, if you're using JavaScript to drive a lot of the page elements or you've done a lot of fancy things in that page builder, that's usually more of a problem than the builder itself. We've tried a lot of different page builders, like just going native Gutenberg is, is very fast. Um, Oxygen is probably a good alternative to Elementor if you need something a bit more capable. But I would say if you're building from scratch, building, if you can build it without a page builder, if you can just use native Gutenberg, great. If you don't have that option or you need something better, then probably Oxygen Builder would be, from a speed perspective, the way to go. So we use, we've, we've got six different websites and we've just, well, this year we're in the process of rebuilding them all. So we're rebuilding them all on Generate Press and Gutenberg. So that's, that's a pretty fast combo. Okay. And I find that images are like one of the most, uh, one of the biggest things that sort of sucks up the site's energy, um, site speed, sorry. How do you tackle those? Yeah, so that's usually why pages are too big. So no matter what, you pretty much need to use lazy loading. So lazy loading means that the images outside the viewable area don't load until the user scrolls down that far. Lazy loading can also introduce cool web vitals issues. So most speed plugins like WP Rocket is, is generally the speed optimization plugin we use and it has lazy load built in. But by default, most lazy load plugins lazy load all the images. So that means that even the images in the initial viewable area have to wait for the JavaScript to load in order to show that image, which actually slows things down and, and blows up the, the LCP core web vital. So LCP is largest contentful paint. So that's pretty much the largest piece of content on the page and how that loads. So we we right now we're using auto-optimize for lazy load. And the reason why we use that plugin is you can exclude so many images. Usually we set it to four. So you can exclude the first four images on the page from lazy loading. So that usually excludes the logo. So by doing that, we get usually we can get the FCP time down to one second or below. So FCP time or FCP stands for first contentful paint. So that's when the first piece of content on the site is is rendered. So usually that's the logo because that's the first first image or first piece of content. So we want that. Uh, Google wants that under 1.8 seconds. So if we can get that to one second or below, then we get in the green for that metric. And then by not lazy loading the stuff above the fold, usually the FCP time we can get under two and a half seconds, which is Google's goal. So, well, that's their good metric. So, so auto-optimize for lazy load. For image compression, um, we use one of three different plugins. We were using ShortPixel. So ShortPixel is probably the most capable and reliable plugin, but it is quite expensive now for credits. So the credits, since we've been using it, the cost of credits, compression credits has gone up by four times. So it's pretty pricey now for us because we're compressing millions of images. So we use either ShortPixel or EWWW or Imageify, which is by the WP Rocket guys. So compress the images and then all those plugins do WebP images or as Google calls them, next gen file formats. So usually those two things is enough to compress images where it's like a huge site. Like if it's a site with thousands of pages or like an enterprise site, we'll use Cloudflare. So Cloudflare has Cloudflare has a bunch of different paid plans, but on the $20 a month plan, 
uh, it has image optimization as an option as well. So if there's a if there's a reason why we can't compress them inside WordPress or it's just too much, like it's millions of images, that's usually a good solution as well. Or if it's not even a WordPress site, that, that can also be a good solution. So compressing images, lazy load, usually the way to go and use a just using a content delivery network is important as well i guess the next thing would be looking at plugins seeing which ones we can get rid of right this is one of them yeah look so content delivery network good hosting page caching plugin so as i said wp rocket and then yeah a lot of sites have stuff that just needs to be turned off like they've used uh, crazy egg or hotjar or some sort of ab testing tool that was used a long time ago that's very heavy so turning off every, everything we can and optimizing javascript or, or third-party stuff as much as possible so some of the ways we can do that a port like live chat is typically a problem because live chat tools are pretty much entire web apps loading inside the website so um usually we can pause the live chat so we can delay the live chat until the user interacts with the site so that's a good way to handle some of the heavier scripts like linkedin uh, or some of the more optional scripts i should say like linkedin marketing code pinterest marketing those kind of second tier advertising channels that people use and code that is kind of optional like like things like live chat so that that basically removes that that code from the load until the user moves the mouse or scrolls or, or clicks or does something on the website so that's a good way to optimize those otherwise just simply if it if it has an embed code just move the embed code from the header to the footer so it loads later and if there's code in google tag manager changing the trigger in google tag manager from from page view to window loaded so that just means it loads later in the loading process again so so the same principle like the images same thing yeah we want to push anything that's not critical to rendering the viewable area of the page we want to push back as far as possible or as late as possible to loading so it's the same sort of idea so that yeah there's 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 different ways or in Google PageSpeed Insights, it has different ways of, of explaining that. But yeah, so anything that's not essential, we just want to load as late as possible. Right. And you mentioned Hotjar. Does that take up a lot of the site speed? Yeah, like the, some tools do, like Hotjar, Lucky Orange, Crazy Egg, those heat map tools, they, they collect a lot of data, so they're very heavy. Live chat tools always heavy. Some email marketing tools can be quite heavy. HubSpot and ActiveCampaign are also quite heavy because they collect a lot of data. So anything that's loading a lot of files is going to be heavy. So those tools all usually do a lot of stuff under the bonnet. So again, if we can load them as late as possible, that that'll help with the speed. So and it also helps with some of those. So the two in Google PageSpeed Insights, the two. Uh, JavaScript related metrics, so total blocking time is one of them. And that's that's usually impacted by by JavaScript and all that third party stuff loading. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. And so does this whole thing happen while the website is still online? Is it done on a staging website or? It depends. Like we have different levels of service. So we have a consult service. So if, if there's risk or changes need to be done on a staging site, usually that's the best way to go because with our consult service, we do the audit and analysis. So we look at the entire website, we come up with a list of recommendations and then we do a call or we, you know, we discuss how we're going to do this because some of them are going to be risky depending on the site particularly if it's something like big woocommerce um, and then work out the action plan and a lot of clients have have their own 
dev team. So they just need support. You know, they need to be told see, what they okay. need to do and, and they might need some input. So it depends on the service they buy. Some of the lower services, we just go ahead and, and just implement these things. So, but yeah, if it needs to be done on staging or there's there's some risk there, definitely we do definitely need to have a conversation. So Okay, so if you've got your own dev team, you can just give a list of, of things to update and then... Yeah, and some some clients have like they've tried certain things or they're stuck or they just they have dev guys but just they don't have experience in WordPress mm. or, or whatever. They might have an IT team, so and they just need guidance. So yeah. Okay. On the other hand, if we if you don't, you can handle that as well for the for your clients. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So and sometimes we do half the work and their dev guys do the other half. So just depends on the client. So all okay. sorts of weird and wonderful <laughs> different sites we see. Yeah. I can imagine. So then, from the client's perspective, uh, what do you need? What do they need to prepare for for the site audit? Usually, we need a list of logins. So you know, admin level access to WordPress, hosting access. If we're doing a Cloudflare changeover, we need to see DNS records. So Cloudflare will try and clone DNS records, but we really need to check them manually. But usually, that's enough. That's enough. That's all we need to do the migration. I think we do. We always do a backup beforehand because things do go wrong and and mm-hmm. um so we use blog vault for backup which is fantastic okay yeah we use that too yeah so yeah like it's so if, if it's a simple site it's usually pretty straightforward but yeah where there's like weird custom code or or some elaborate stuff that a developer set up or some sort of github or git setup that, that can be problematic as well mm-hmm. but Okay, so taking a site like WP Mayor, for instance, it's been around for over 10 years now. So you can imagine the amount of content we've got on there. <laughs> Do you suggest doing a content audit before we, we tackle site speed? Mm, I guess it, it depends what your goal is. That, that would be my question. What What's the goal? To, to rank higher, more traffic? Well, yeah, that, that would be my <laughs> first question to you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I think the first priority would be ranking and then... Like I said, we're we're experiencing the effects of Google Core Web Vitals. So we've seen a bit of a dip in traffic lately. So that's another that would be the second thing I would be interested in. Yeah, if if as a starting point, I'd run the entire site through Screaming Frog SEO Spider um, and see what it comes up with, both from a page speech perspective, and you can also connect it to Search Console and Analytics as well. So like on some of our sites, as I said, we're in the process of rebuilding them and just running the sites through that. And, you know, there's pages with no impressions in there that are like, oh, it's not indexed or it's doing something weird or, or some strange stuff like that. So I think that's a great place to start to just get a good overview and you go through and look at the title tags and meta descriptions and some of the content that we have in particular is a decade old, like with our site is... <laughs> has been around since 2008. So one of our, our agency website, there's so much crap in there from events <laughs> and workshops we ran a decade ago that yeah, yeah, exactly. needs to be cleaned up. But until you like, you, when you look at the crawl in detail, it's it's surprising how much stuff is just kicking around in there. But it's good because you can see what's performing as well if, with that data overlaid over the top as well. It's pretty technical though, but yeah, that's that's SEO. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's I'd say pruning the site. I mean, you could do it before or after, but pruning the site beforehand is, is probably a good idea, especially if you're having SEO issues. So. Mm-hmm. And do you provide SEO um, services yourself apart from WP Speedfix? Uh, we do, but only for Australian 
customers. So our, our agency stuff is only for Australian businesses. And that's mainly because SEO is just so different depending on mm-hmm. where the site is and what it's targeting. So the SEO we do is usually local business or, or the type of clients that would advertise and AdWords. So we usually do SEO and AdWords work. So right. um, we are going to include like an SEO audit service as part of the WP SpeechFix offerings, but mm-hmm. we're still working on that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so many of the sites we see, they have speed problems and they want they want to fix the speed for SEO and they have way more SEO problems than speed <laughs> yeah. problems. So, yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a good offering to have, but we're not quite ready to, to provide that yet. Mm-hmm. Got it. When it comes to WooCommerce sites, what's like what, some of the main issues that you face? Probably like database related stuff, like on mm-hmm. bigger WooCommerce sites or older WooCommerce sites that they just have so much stuff in the database and they've had plugins change over time that's just fattened up the database. So a lot of it's related. A lot of the speed issues we see are slow checkout, slow my account, slow cart. And a lot of that has to be fixed at the hosting layer. Like they don't have great caching. Like um, Mm-hmm. A, a big WooCommerce site really needs Redis database caching, object caching, which is it's a type of cache that sits in between WordPress and the database. So anything that's you know doing a lot of database queries, it'll speed that up. So that's probably probably one big one is just you know just general maintenance stuff around databases and WooCommerce. One quick win, like a, a super simple one, is to convert. So uh, WordPress uses SQL. Uh, database server and SQL server uses or MySQL uses two different types of storage engines. So it's basically the database format. So one of them is an older one, uh, MyIsam, and one of them is a newer one, InnoDB. And if the site's been around for since like 2015 or, or earlier, then it's going to be using the older database format probably. And just converting from that older format to the new format can drop the page generation time from you know often we'll see three seconds in woocommerce and it'll drop it down to one second which is huge so that's like a you know two or three times improvement in speed and the same in you know the cart the checkout and stuff so that's probably something simple if you have a woocommerce site or, or any old wordpress site like that'll speed up backend stuff as well just doing that conversion can make a huge difference and it doesn't take long so if you just you need it all back up before you do it because if you screw it up or something goes wrong that's a problem (laughs) so do a backup so we'd back up a blog vault and then there's a plugin called servebolt performance Mm -hmm. optimizer it's by a hosting company called servebolt but you can use it on any wordpress host and it has an option in there that will add some indexes to the database tables and run that conversion so if you have an old website so yeah, five years older, it's more than likely you've got those older database tables and the back end will be slow because of that. So so that's an easy one. And if you have a small database, that conversion might take a minute, two minutes. If you have a bigger database, it might take five or ten, but still that's nothing in terms of time and, and you're getting a two or three times boost in performance. So it's, it's easy, it's fast, it's free basically. Just do it back up before you do it. So <laughs> so that's an easy one for WooCommerce. That'll, that'll help almost all WooCommerce sites, I'd say. You mentioned Servbolt. We're actually being hosted on Servbolt at the moment. Are they one of the top hosting uh, providers that you suggest? We don't really, because Cloudways is probably the hosting provider we suggest the most, just because of the sites, the type of sites we deal with. So typically our hosting stack we recommend is Cloudways plus Cloudflare's APO service. 
which is that's a similar stack to what Servbolt op- offer. So we actually don't don't have Servbolt on our recommended list right now, but Servbolt is a good host. So so yeah. Yeah, we found it pretty good with them. Um, we've been on a number of different ones. We've had WP Engine too. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, we used to recommend WP Engine, but they've changed. They're not super fast. They used to be fast. They're not really super fast in comparison to other offerings anymore. Mm-hmm. But they also have an issue that they mess the way they do WooCommerce caching would actually make them quite slow for a lot of WooCommerce sites. So we've we've stopped really recommending them for for bigger sites, which we used to that used to be one of our go-tos, but yeah, not anymore. Mm. Okay. So moving on to more of the pricing side of things. Um do you have different options that you that your clients your clients can choose from? Yeah, we're actually going to put the prices up, I think, but we have, <laughs> we have three this main, would be up, it just have changed. <laughs> we have three main pricing tiers. So one is like our basic, it's, it's called our, right now it's called our business service, which is not a great name for it, but it's more like a basic service where we set up the caching, set up image optimization, Cloudflare, just it's, it's designed for small little websites or new websites. So we just get the mm-hmm. basics in place. So the, the prices are, our different price points right now are 249, 495, 995 USD. So mm-hmm. that's our basic service. A mid tier one is the most popular advanced speed fix, which is like a site wide optimization. And then our consult service, which is for those sites that is essentially a speed consultation where we do that analysis and audit. And that's for anyone who wants to be aggressive about SEO. That's probably the best one because we can really get in and have a conversation and, and discuss mm-hmm. some of the things that are really hurting the speed. So, so yeah. So there's a lot to choose from. There's quite a, a range. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So where, where can our listeners reach you? And do you have a Twitter account? I do have a Twitter <laughs> account, but I would say if they want to start with SiteSpeed stuff, probably start at sitespeedbot.com because it's, you know, in 90 seconds, they'll, they'll get some detailed recommendations and some insights that they probably won't get anywhere else in terms of SiteSpeed. It'll tell them even stuff like 404 errors, it'll pick up that most other tools won't. So start there, I would say. And if, if, if you're listening and want site speed optimization help, then uh, WP Speed Fix on the homepage, there's a there's a site audit request box so they can fill mm-hmm. that in and one of the team will have a look at the page or the site and then come back to them with some recommendations. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for answering our questions and for being on the show. My pleasure.